Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Hey there, welcome to the first episode of the HR Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Reed, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. You know, I've been sharing my experiences and providing guidance to students and HR colleagues for many, many years now, but I'm so very excited about the opportunity to reach a bigger audience of emerging practitioners and peers through this medium. Now, since this is my first podcast, I can't promise that it'll be flawless, but I do promise you that in this episode and all those that follow, I will deliver valuable insights, tools, and guidance to help you become a confident, credible, and effective HR professional. And I make this promise regardless of where you are at today. I'm also warning you, I'm recording this from my home office, and my fur babies are nearby, so I also can't promise you that you won't hear a bark, a meow, or something landing on the floor. This is real life after all, and you can't really turn it down or turn it off. So in the interest of not wasting your time, Let's get started. You know, when I was planning out my first few episodes, this introductory topic was always on the agenda, but truly the timing couldn't be more perfect. You see, this week I had my first meeting with my protege, someone I will be formally mentoring over the next five months as part of a workplace mentoring program. Like you, perhaps, he's a new graduate from an HR program, and he's embarking on his first professional role in human resources. Now, this first role of his is quite administrative, but I think he's taking the right approach and viewing this position as an opportunity to learn on the ground and figure out which HR path he wants to take. We've agreed in this first meeting that our first few meetings are going to be focused on gathering information on the number of career paths that are available to him. This is hopefully going to allow him to identify which ones appeal to him the most and how he can better focus his on-the-job training and learning. I honestly think it's a really smart approach. I've been working as an HR professional for almost 20 years now, and one of the things that I've always loved about my choice and career is the amount of variety and choice that's available. It honestly is a profession where there's a path for every personality and almost any skill set. You know, if you love planning and you have great organizational skills, you might really enjoy administering training and development programs, workforce and staff planning, or even frontline administrative support to a department. If you're like me and you love presenting, talking, and teaching, developing and delivering training might be your perfect path. Perhaps you're more of a numbers person, definitely not my path, (laughs) and you have strong analytical skills. Total rewards and HR analytics are two areas that might really get you excited. Or if you love promoting ideas or marketing and you have a flair for the creative, recruitment and employer branding might be right up your alley. Of course, there are skill sets that are important for all HR roles, such as being able to solve problems, sometimes very complex ones, the ability to build relationships, you're working with people after all, an ability to understand the business and read the numbers, and of course, a strong desire to make an impact and drive strategy, which is ultimately what we're there to do. But regardless of where you find yourself today, be assured that if you have the basics, there is an HR career path that will get you excited and make you want to get up and go to work every day. 
I know I've worked in many different areas of HR, and it's allowed me to hone in and really work in areas where I can leverage my strengths and areas that are really interesting to me. Now, the other thing I know to be true is that HR is also one of the most challenging professions, especially when you're just starting out. Yes, I said challenging. You see, the reality is you have embarked on a journey that is riddled with uncertainty, and it definitely has more than a few gray areas. People are very complicated, and they can be unpredictable, and your role is centered around these complex beings. I can't tell you how many times I've predicted someone would act in a certain way only to have the complete opposite happen. Over time, I learned not to predict anything, but at first, it certainly made me doubt myself and my skill set. HR is also challenging because depending on your organization, your manager, and the culture of your department, the HR function may be viewed as more of a roadblock or a foe than a strategic ally. Have you ever heard the term policy police or department of no? These are both phrases used in organizations where HR doesn't have the most positive reputation. And to be honest, they're not always unfair comments. Depending on the HR professionals and their approach, they may very well have been or continue to be focused on holding leaders accountable to policies or creating new ones or spending their time focused on why managers and leaders can't and shouldn't do something. Don't get me wrong, we have a role to play in mitigating organizational risk. But if this is all the HR department does, hiring managers are never going to see the function as a support to enable organizational success, or a group of people that can help them realize success through their employees. And that's exactly what our role is. A third reason this career path can be so challenging is that it can be really tough to gain traction in your role and build credibility with managers. This is especially difficult for new practitioners. Maybe you're a recent graduate from an HR program. You've worked hard over the last two to four years and you're armed with buckets of knowledge and a whole pile of excitement and energy but I'm guessing you probably weren't taught how to be effective in an organizational setting when you lack experience. This might actually leave you feeling like you can't make an impact or you've never, or you're never going to be taken seriously. Although I do my best to weave in practical skills in all the university classes I teach, the reality is you go to university to gain important knowledge, knowledge that you definitely will use in your career but not necessarily the skills to help you become a valuable asset to the managers in your organization. I also mentioned the gray zone earlier, and it's definitely one of the biggest challenges we face. You see, HR is not really a career with right and wrong answers. Yes, we have laws and they need to be followed and we've got policies to administer, but when you're dealing with people problems or opportunities, many, many paths are possible. If you take accounting as a comparison, there really is only one way to present a balance sheet or income statement. And at the end of the day, revenue minus expenses equals profit. I'm not minimizing the importance of their role or how difficult it is to get the numbers right. Trust me, as a non-numbers person, I love my accountants. But in HR, we don't have a set of time-tested, generally accepted principles or rules that we follow. There isn't one way to recruit someone. And there isn't one way to resolve the conflict between two employees. 
Most of our solutions are dependent upon the situation, the players, the culture, the budget, and the manager's willingness to follow our advice. Finally, one of the other big challenges we face are feelings of isolation and a lack of recognition for our work. As you're probably well aware, confidentiality and maintaining privacy is one of the core tenets or principles of the HR profession. We simply aren't in a position to share all our stories or reveal our frustrating work experiences with people that aren't already in the know. Yes, of course, we can and do share generalized stories, something I know my students love to hear in my classes, but when it comes to specific workplace incidents, we can't always justify our decisions to others or even share the rationale for someone staying or leaving an organization. This can be especially difficult if you're the only HR person in your organization. A lack of recognition also goes hand in hand with feeling isolated. I always tell my students, this is a bit of an egoless profession. You should not pursue a career in HR if you need to be recognized for all your great ideas and efforts. If we're truly effective in our roles, we will be providing guidance, advice, services, and tools to managers so that they can be successful and ultimately look good. We are behind the scenes, always playing a key role in enabling organizational success through people, but we're not the ones usually getting the love for all that success. This is something you really need to be okay with. Yes, there is often a lot of appreciation for a job well done when we make life easier for our managers or when we help employees through difficult times. And it's really nice when HR leaders recognize their own team members. But my point is, HR is not the place to seek public recognition for your work. It's just not going to happen that way. The need to maintain confidentiality alone makes this really unlikely. I've actually never heard anyone say, wow, that was an amazing engagement survey process you managed, or you did a bang up job of helping that employee return to work successfully. Okay, hopefully outlining all these challenges hasn't forced you to head back to school to become an accountant. There are so many great aspects to being an HR professional. Beyond the variety I spoke about earlier, you have a real opportunity to make an impact in the lives of a lot of people. You get to try new things and solve complex problems, which is actually incredibly rewarding on its own, even without someone patting you on the back for it. And HR is definitely never boring. Remember what I said, people are unpredictable, and that means you never know what scenario might land on your desk. This is one of the things that's always kept me engaged and excited. Yes, some of those problems are frustrating and difficult, but definitely not boring. So based on what I've talked about so far, I want you to just take a moment and check in with where you are in your own HR journey. How are you feeling about your career so far? Are you predominantly excited and feeling optimistic and hopeful? Or do you find yourself sometimes feeling a bit uncertain about your future? Are you perhaps overwhelmed by the day-to-day tasks and the mountain of admin you have to manage? Or perhaps you feel frustrated by the lack of credibility and the impact you're not able to really have right now. You may also be feeling a little less confident in your ability to add value and use the knowledge that you've gained through your education. Please don't worry. If you said yes to any of those questions, you are completely normal. 
Many HR professionals or emerging professionals have felt the exact same way. I have felt the exact same way. It's all part of the process. My purpose for this company and this podcast is to mentor you in a way that helps you overcome some of these feelings and fears. I want to help you develop greater clarity of the possible career paths in front of you and help you build a positive impression of HR in any organization that you work in. I also want to be providing processes and tools that are going to help you become a credible support person in your organization and ultimately help you make a positive impact. Isn't that why you chose this path in the first place? I know it was my reason. I want to help you build up your confidence in yourself and help you feel more satisfied with your day-to-day work. I want you to love this career choice and ultimately feel happier and more content on a daily basis. I know these are big goals, but I'm up for the challenge. Work is truly a significant part of all of our lives, and I believe that each of us should be doing everything that we can to feel tuned in and turned on to what we're doing. My goal is really to help you realize just that. I sincerely hope that this first episode helped you see that you are not alone in your journey. If you enjoyed it and want to continue with me as your mentor, please use the link in the description to sign up for my newsletter. This will help you get notified whenever a new episode drops. And if you're feeling the love today, I would be so grateful if you could provide a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on or share some feedback in a review. This podcast is really for you, so if you have a suggestion for a future show, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find all the ways to connect with me, as well as show notes and a transcript of this episode on my website, www.unicorngroup.ca. I also invite you to join my free Facebook group called The HR Mentor. Here you'll have a chance to interact with other emerging HR practitioners just like you. And sometimes, Just understanding that other people are feeling the same way can help us combat that isolation and help us build our confidence. You can find the link to the group and my website in the episode description. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.